welcome to the While You Were Scrolling podcast. We are here and we are a podcast that reviews movies, books, TV shows, or whatever media tickles our fancy. Mm -hmm. Remember, we do do spoilers. So let's get started. Ladies, first, um, I guess we can introduce ourselves first as a hint, and then we'll go into what we're actually talking about, but they should figure it out by now. Uh, <laughs> I will introduce myself as Lady Antoinette Waterton, oh, I'm sorry, Teton, <laughs> of St. Paul's Shire. Uh, let's go down to the black and white queen. You know who you are. Please introduce yourself. Apparently, she doesn't know who she is. She's the only one in black and white, and she does oh, not I know. Hear, I didn't hear what you said. Is. I literally said she's the queen of missing cues. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not the queen. That's 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 Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> Where if I had a fan, that's I'd literally why I thought it was her time. Right now, I, I thought it was her time just because the cue was missed. I was like, "Well, surely." Wait, look at her face though. She knew. She knew before you said. I was like, "You better not say me." <laughs> she did. I think she laughed the longest and the hardest, actually, in her mute state because she was like, "Finally, it's not me." <laughs> and I'm gonna keep this entire intro because that's what make us us. So please. Queen or lady of the black and white place, please introduce yourself. Here, here, it is I, Lady Chanel Berryton of Pendleton Courts. Mm. Mm. Thank you for joining us, Lady Chanel. Yes, it is mm. your pleasure. Yes, Berryton <laughs> is not far from Teton. It's oh, great yes. to see you. Yes, and now we shall go over to the central of Jersey's, which we all know is rich land. Of land, please introduce yourself. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Lady Shanae Teton of Village Court. Yes, yes, she Thanks also resides in Teton. Yes, we are neighbors. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'll see you later. I'll see you later biscuits, as well. Probably for some more tea. You, you yes, do know bring the biscuits. Bring you, the biscuits. You do know that the Teton represents your last name, so more than likely you guys are related, not where you stay. Just wanted to throw that well, out. Well, it's fine because we both have lady parts, and in this time period, it's not allowed to be together in that way. So I don't care if we're related. I thought maybe what? it was cousins. <laughs> <laughs> I would think the only time what? it mattered if we're related is if we're trying to do some undercover things. Even though also in that time, related folk always got married, really, if we want to be really honest. This is I mean, true. This is true. Tis true. Keep the bloodline pure, they say. Not in this show, though. We're going to move on to the south of the south, where, you know, all the plantations live. Please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. This is Lady Terrine Sparkleton <laughs> of Lorraine Court. Mm. Thank you very much. Hello. Hello. I, I like how there's Matt rhyming in there. It's very, very grand to meet you. Thank you. Oh, and she takes a nibble of her dessert. Oh, you know, tea and biscuits. <laughs> of course, of course. Croquette. Okay. We are entire fools. And if you guys have not guessed by now, we, while you were scrolling, <laughs> we were watching Queen Charlotte. Yes. 
a Bridgerton story. And this is the time. Okay, this is the time. We've already reviewed Bridgerton 1 and 2. This is the time because this is technically 3 season. Um, And we're having, we, we had a great time, I think, anyway. But we'll get into it. So, ladies, let's not waste any more time here. Even though that was a grand, wonderful, trip tripping up intro that we are so famous for just can't get right uh, <laughs> y'all queen charlotte my first question to y'all is <clears throat> excuse me what did you think initially of queen charlotte from the bridgerton seasons we've seen and the glimpses that we got of king george forget what we just saw on the show what were your initial opinions on this queen of our bridgerton stories she was a queen. She held herself like a queen. She expected you to respect her like a queen. Whatever she said goes like mm-hmm. I loved her. I loved her character. It was very forward, very much like I'm going to wear my hair curly or in mm-hmm. its natural state, naturalish state. You know what I mean? Like I loved it. I loved it as well. What about the rest of you? Oh, I see someone taking a deep breath for talk, please. Yes? Yes? <laughs> you clocked my chest rise and fall. Um, <laughs> she was, she is bad. The she bad. Is, she, she's the baddest. The baddest. The way she commanded. The way that she like had them people in a chokehold. Seriously. Um, but we, we, I think we got to see some of her humanity because she was so worried about, um, Whistledown, Whistledown, Whistledown. Right. Yes. Lady Whistledown. Yeah. She was like concerned. So you saw her humanity through that. So that, yeah, that's the only time you saw her feathers. I feel like she was just bad. She was like, whatever she says, like I said, goes. And she was like, you're cute. You're not. You're fit <laughs> not for this. You're not this. So very much upholding that thing, but blackity black, black, black. Mm-hmm. With her girl, with her girlfriend, Lady Danbury. Oh, go ahead, hit that note. That was lovely. That's right. <laughs> um, so like, I don't know. She was just bad. I, and are we talking about the first time we saw the king or even got a, a whisper of the king like what yeah yeah just that whole because we we only got glimpses of the king through bridgerton one and two and then we actually got a lot of the queen technically through bridgerton one and two so definitely yeah talk about what you saw with the queen what you did and if you wanted to say something about george feel free i'm 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 trying to think if it happened in one or two i know it it happened both in like towards the end but Mm -hmm. i think all that we were able to grasp from those are Mm -hmm. heartbroken caretaker Somebody that mm. is taking care of someone that they love that uh, is going through. Like, it looked like just dementia at that time. Like, it just looked like an older person that, you know, we didn't see him for all that time. We don't know why. Um, in fact, I think for the majority of it, I didn't even think there was a king because they never spoke of a king. Precisely. <clears throat> we just so thought she was like the queen um, Elizabeth of that era yes. or this story. Husband gone and she's, you taking up rules. Well, I never her. chose to have one. Yes, because I mean, dang, we didn't even know she had kids until this one. I don't remember them mentioning. Yeah, I know. They mentioned in the first one she had a nephew who was a prince. Remember, because she was trying to get him married off to our girl from season one. But that's just a nephew. That's That's the nephew. nephew. Precisely. You never, never, and let alone 15, but anyway. 
But anyway, but like, that's all we got to see. We saw her be bad, command the room that she is, rule her kingdom, Um, you know, see those mo moments. The humanity we saw was her being like petty, like she's not going to get the word before I get the word. I set the word. Um, And that was her beef with Lady uh, Whistle Down. But the humanity that we saw was like, oh, shoot, she's taking care of her, you know, her man. So that's mm. the only bit that we got there. Mm. Kima? Oh, sorry, like... Lady Terrain? You're welcome. She <laughs> made me feel like she's an Aquarius. I think. You know what? Because she's very salty. Like, she's like, this is what it is. I'm going to tell you what to do. I run this. But you can kind of tell she has a heart. I mean, she wants people to be in love. She just wants them to choose the right ones. It's like, mm. I mean, if you ask her for some, she she might seem a little hardcore, but you know, she'd be like, here you go, sugar. Just go on here. Don't tell nobody. But I'm the <laughs> nice. I'm still going to be hard. So I think, I definitely think she's an Aquarius. You know what? Go on, sugar. Here, but like, like Kima saying, she did give little smirks of approval here and yeah. there. And you're like, even in season one and season two, you're like, is that her approving of like what the real, real? And and us knowing that she recognizes real. Like mm. even the queen that sits on her throne and she's about this doll and this, that, and this, that, and she recognizes real. Realness, mm -hmm. real friends, mm -hmm. real love, real things going on. You, it's not much you can hide from her. She don't like that either. She don't like things being from her anyway <laughs> no no mm -mm. Mm -mm. i can definitely agree with all of you i but there is parts that i um not necessarily disagree but have different thoughts about like i i loved her too because i thought she was a bad beep. and more so than more than anything she was she was she was ruthless and i really loved her ruthlessness um it's something about being petty and bad and ruthless and brutal in your honesty that makes you so Im admirable as a character and exciting to watch. Um, I didn't see her humanity when she was going after Lady Whistledown. I saw her, I guess I guess I did see her humanity. I saw more of like a weakness. I didn't see it as mm -hmm. a, I saw her humanity, but in a weakness, not as a strength. Um, when she was tracking her down and kind of cracking and her insecurities were showing of not being able to be, have, be control of this one thing, this one unknown thing. And I need to wrestle control of this thing. It wasn't until I saw humanity and strength until I saw that connection between her and King George and her sadness about his state. And it was just like, oh, snap. And it was like literally a, a complete turn for me because I've always loved her character, but I didn't really empathize with her. I was just like, you know, it is what it is. She always goes going to be this bad thing on a pedestal. She's not, she's never coming down to our world. Why would she? Shoot, her wigs reach to the heavens, okay? Um, but yeah, when she was dealing with Georgia, any little glimpses we got, all, it just cracked my whole, just like, oh, queen, queen. Like, it's just like, oh. So yeah, I definitely agree with y'all there. Okay. And no one else has anything to say about King George? We talk not about yet. Charlotte. Not yet. I don't have anything to say. Not until, not yet. Mm. Yeah, I really thought he had dementia. I just thought he was an old guy, and he, it was his time to get the the old well, people. Honestly, 
when I read a couple things about it and some people, cause you know, back in the day, those, 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 sim those titles and diagnoses didn't exist like dementia mm -hmm. or, um, what's it all early onset Alzheimer's and all that kind of stuff. Today's time, there is some, um, historians who do believe he was exhibiting symptoms of dementia. Um, there's another thing that he, that some people said he was exhibiting as well when he was of his younger age, but it really, honestly, according to the histories, he didn't really get that bad in real life until yeah. later on in his life, which is why I was so pretty much sure that it was a dementia kind of thing that they just didn't understand back then. So it's just, you know, Maybe. dementia is, you mad, you mad. Yeah, yeah but do you think it's because they didn't know? Absolutely, yeah. that's what I'm saying, absolutely. They, they didn't, didn't know, know what... he had it. That's why they say it didn't ha wasn't bad until later on in his life because they didn't know about it. Well, typically dementia and Alzheimer's doesn't appear until later on in your life. But if you also think about it in that time period, people didn't live until they were like 80, 90, 100 so easy like, like, like we can now today. Like 50 and 60 was ancient um, to the people back then. So... You know what I mean? But that is the times where you can experience early onset Alzheimer's or dementia in those age groups. So that was technically towards the end of his life, not way out that he hit 50 or 45 or, or something like that and starts exhibiting signs. It's like, well, well, you don't know who you is. What? And yeah, back then they did not know. So I think it was all of those things kind of put together. Cause you don't really say people out here mad or it's like they got schizophrenia or something. Or um, I mean, yeah, there's some people who are off, but nobody really uses mad like that. You know, it was limited back then, and we saw from the treatments, right? So let's get into it. Let's get into the current, the now. So now that we talked about the Queen and Charlotte and King George that we knew about um, prior to this show, let's talk about the ones we got to meet: Young Charlotte and Young George. What were your um, initial reactions in terms of casting, who this person was, um, how we got to meet her? You know, the intro monologue. Well, it was more like dialogue she had in the car with her brother. Like her situation. Just what y'all thinking when this whole thing introed and we got to meet Queen Charlotte and she's being literally sold off? They I thought she was cute. She's adorable. They were, they were so cute. Her and her brother. Mm -hmm. I'm, I was a little mad at him. I'm like, what did you sign her off for? Like, it's hard out here for a woman. Hard <laughs> out here for a pimp. She was only 17. Mm -hmm. I mean, back in the day, those days, to me, that's that's average age. Oh, yeah. They, it might like, even be airing on old, to be honest. Yeah, you didn't marry him. I was like 14 or something. Like, mm -hmm. but, I was, but yeah, I was just as mad as she was. I thought she was on? too cute at first to to play the role of Charlotte in terms of I didn't at first before I could hear her really really talk I was just like you look yeah. so adorable I can't see the ruthlessness in you that I know will be your future self but then old girl started talking and and mm -hmm. and, and throwing her stuff around I was like oh shut me right the hell up <laughs> you right sit back yes shoulders back I love how educated and like just intelligent she was sassy. yeah she wasn't like just a dumb broad mm -hmm. in terms of casting she was beautiful but to, oh, to all of your points like as soon as she started talking about like why she's sitting there like a statue we're like yes. oh yeah Charlotte yes. <laughs> yes. 
Queen Charlotte. She's there. there. She's there. Oh, uh, yeah. Just shut it down right from the first scene. Okay. First five minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sitting here like a statue because if I don't, I will bleed out to death. Mm. <laughs> right whalebone i'm like come on get me to want to do some doggone research come on get me one of google old school corsets damn it her um i think it's a good build up to the charlotte we see today in bridgerton i feel like they wanted to give her like a like a i don't know how to say it like i feel like someone like that that rules good but is a bad baby has to have like an honest start. Like there has to be some honesty. It has mm. to be rooted in honesty. It has to be rooted in good values. I mean, she may come off hard, but she, I feel like it kind of build up to why she has to be that way. And I feel like we saw that in such an innocent, like not innocent. I don't want to keep saying innocent, but a truthful person who did not come out. It was, even though she overstepped, she talked when she wasn't supposed to talk. It never came off as a disrespectful way. It was an honest pursuit of telling the truth and, and receiving the truth. And I feel yeah. like it builds up to the bad bitty that she is today. The bad bitty. Yeah, it's exactly. like someone that's ruthless, but values the truth. Values, um, her values cannot be questioned. And I think mm. that had to start at a place where we saw, you know, young Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like she wasn't always hard either. Like she, mm-hmm. she, ha- she had great wordplay, but mm-hmm. even when she met the king, she was, she was softened by him so i mean i feel like over time her the way she was in the castle i call it a castle but the palace Mm -hmm. made her hard yeah it was interesting to see um i felt like i did and i guess that's part of what i'm thinking right like she seemed so cute and it's probably what i think she felt so soft compared to who she became and it was just like when did this shell come about? Because you you talk a good game, but you a teddy bear inside. Like, she was just, she was so sweet. I almost was like, how they going to connect this? She was I so considerate of mm-hmm. everybody and seemed like such a queen who wanted to get things done and do stuff for oneself and not have everyone on her every hand and whim. And dance, monkey, dance. Like, but that's who she is now. Like, <laughs> She's like, give me this, give me that. No, I'm not moving. Why are you here? Walk with me. You know, she's like, she got so used to all the stuff they were pushing her through. And I felt like in this show, it felt like she was bucking at it a lot. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, when do you, when do you accept it as your own? Cause like really most of the show really showed her bucking at a lot of the traditions and stuff that they were trying to place on her of how she should be. Yeah. All the way up until the end, really. So it was um like she definitely assumed I felt like the person I was like, ah, there's that Queen Charlotte. But I do wonder, like when she didn't want to pick her own fruit and stuff like that, when did she make that shift to, you're right, pick my fruit. Well, <laughs> she, I thought she did want to pick her own fruit. She just didn't understand why they kept picking it for her. Well, that's the thing. And they explained it to her, you know, royal hands, all that jazz. And now she seems like she got into that point where she's a person who, I, I love Bridgerton stories and we're going to continue um, talking from, so sorry about jumping. I absolutely love the Bridgerton stories. They, they make me feel great, but the, the TV shows, they add this stuff or they take away some stuff and Queen Charlotte didn't exist before this TV show. So this is really all on their own, and but I've noticed that they take away stuff from like the book 
the books that make <clears throat> the show a little less complete than the book. And obviously, I know you can't have all the details from the book in a TV show or a movie, but I feel like there'll be like a couple of key things that I feel like I've mentioned in other episodes. Then I'm like, man, if they added that there, then everybody can see what I see or what I know, like that little secret. Yeah. Why didn't they drop that little secret in the show? And mm -hmm. like, even in this show, as good as it was, there was a part of me that felt like, damn, I feel incomplete. Like, I don't feel like it meted perfectly of, oh, that's when that switch, 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 switch happened. Like we got to leave off on such a wonderful note. And that's all right if anybody disagrees or all of you disagree on a wonderful note with Queen Charlotte, the show, but it didn't fully show us that transition to where they're okay living in different houses and stuff. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. it's a big chunk missing. And I don't know if it's because they want to leave room to give us another season since Queen Charlotte is so totally original. And the fact that we don't get to find out what happened to certain characters, which we'll talk about. I feel like maybe they're trying to keep it open for that. But if not... I feel like I need so much more <laughs> and yeah. not just because I love it, but because there's a gap in which they wasn't beat for staying separate. And then by the time she is now, she's doing all the things separate. So that's just my quick thought. Sorry. But I think, uh -oh. I think for me, like I could almost, we don't, although we didn't see the full transition, you kind of see what could have led up to that transition, right? Mm. You have a husband who is mad, essentially, yeah. and he's going to do whatever he wants to do, and you mm -hmm. have to allow him to do whatever he wants to do, but at the same time, you have to protect his throne. So not only do you have to protect yourself, you have to protect his throne because there's people that would want to take that from him, Right. Um, based on the fact that he is not what they perceive to be normal. Mm -hmm. So I could I could visualize like her just kind of stepping into both roles, right? She has to mm -hmm. play the queen, but behind the scenes be the king, raise 15 kids, even though technically she wasn't raising them, which which we found out, you know, later towards the end. But um everything is is like a facade and I think we saw that especially in the last episode it's like she still loves George mm -hmm. for being George but she has to put on this strong front like do not come to us with anything like anything that is going to uh try and sway us or anything like that because I am going to protect my husband I'm going to protect my family and I'm going to protect this kingdom Definitely. so like I can feel that from her or I got those pieces from her right in this six episode um series yeah I agree too like she she did love him and she said that if he wants to be crazy let him be crazy mm -hmm. and so he's more if he's more comfortable in his quarters in his palace then i feel like that's where he should be but also because she's queen she has to have guests over and she she has to mingle and she can't bring guests over and do all of that with him at the same palace as her what if somebody sees him you know, oh, what if Farmer he wants George. to run around? Yeah, what if he wants to run around naked again? Like, he's, <laughs> it's better off that he's in his own quarters and that she can hold court in the other palace. So I, I feel like that worked and I understood why. 
few things. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Are you done? I'm the whole... I was just going to say, I mean, she could have visited more often, maybe. But because, I mean. Well, I can't say that she didn't. We don't know. Yeah, we didn't get to know that saying. much yeah. in it, yeah, which is my whole thing. Like, I get it and I agree with everything y'all say. I just want, want, I know there's like a chunk there. And I would have loved to either see that in this, if this is the only thing, or I look forward to it if we got more coming. Yeah. She, she, there's got to be more coming because, okay, well, first, let me get to this point. Please. One, I would like to bring back into evidence that in the first two Bridgertons, we saw when George did get revealed to us um, mm -hmm. that she was like a deer in headlights. Yes. When As if she was shocked what was going to happen. Yes, like not knowing. And now put in perspective of all that she has on her shoulders, all that she has to do, all that she has to conceal from the public or to uphold, to protect um her kingdom it kind of like softens that blow because i'm like oh is she just totally confused but like seeing charlotte makes me know like okay it's a shock because this is your love every time but she snaps back into it and that was beautifully done and but uh bowled up for me in the very last episode when she got under the bed because that was like, okay she knows what she's doing when it comes to this now as far as the pop, there's so many. Keep it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go all the way to the end and then try yeah. to track back. But go ahead, say your piece. But um, with this, I think I know there's part missing. Like a lot of parts missing because I was so heated. I was like, "But where is Reynolds? Where is he now? Tell me where he is." Because I was, I felt unfulfilled. I'm like, "Let me know what's going on." And but as far as the the transition from who we saw in Queen Charlotte to the bad bitty that we see in Bridgerton one and two, I think the way that they displayed that was the like the sequence of her getting ready every single day, doing the same thing every day, people telling her the same thing every day. But to my queen, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to do this. And then that one scene when she did say, I, "Brinsley, I I would like to pick my own fruit," and then when she realized. That picking her own fruit sent a whole bunch of people home mm -hmm. <laughs> for for forever. Now they don't have a job. I think that was to show Great us. Point. It's like it's showing us that she understands this is not just for me to relish in everybody doing. It's because this is these people's jobs. They are people purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. everybody a purpose. This, as much as she's trying to uphold and keep her kingdom together. Everybody that is in that palace is doing the same, no matter how small, how big. Um, so I think that was a good example or a good way that they showed us like, oh, okay, she's- mm, That transition. That's a great point. I didn't consider that. That's yeah, a great point. Either. That makes That's me think one. of, um, cause when you, if you watch one of the, re I love period piece stuff. I don't know why. I don't know why. But when you watch it, and that's why I think I love the Gilded Age on um HBO because they actually mm -hmm. had my people in there looking good too. Because before I'm I'm so used to just watching the white people in the period period pieces, and it's great. But Bridgerton and Gilded Age give up give me me too. Mm. Um, but it reminds me of the Downton Downton Abbey, which is what Gilded Age kind of has a little bit of that too, where they call it the upstairs downstairs, um, piece of the show that captures everyone. And what that is is 
there's the upstairs, which is what we're all used to seeing the royalty, seeing the rich people getting, you know, served and going through their qualms and their marriages. And there's the downstairs. Downstairs were always the service quarters, the working quarters at least were. And so we don't just get the rich people story. We get the actual stories of the servants as well. And we get to get ourselves engulfed in their stories and notice what what's important to them and how absolutely they feel honored. Like, you know, we live in an age, especially in America, where, you know, we got freaking stories like, would you marry the bus driver? You know, stuff like that, where it's like certain jobs <laughs> and certain levels are not um, celebrated or honored or understood as anything other than, you know, that's all you could get or less than. Whereas in these shows, when it shows these jobs upstairs, downstairs, it shows just how important and vast and the hierarchy there with servants and how they really do feel like it's the greatest honor if they can help out or dress someone of noble blood. Like they feel like they're serving God. And you know what I mean? Like not them as God, but they feel like this person is descended, <laughs> which mm -hmm. is what a lot of like the queen king thing is, is like head of the church, all that stuff is like, you are, forget the bloodline. You are also, your family is meant from mm -hmm. the Lord. You are supposed to rule over us all. So they really do feel a sense of importance from their perspective, it's crazy. It's probably why they kept trying to say slaves felt good about it. It's a whole different thing, whole mm. different thing. <laughs> Number one, you know how they always say, oh, slaves were happy, they said the third. That's like, that's what they said for many, many years. They had a good time. There was good, good slave owners. They were good people. You know what I mean? Don't act like y'all ain't hear it. That is a literal argument that people do and say. I think I heard it. It's one of the reasons why they fought okay. so hard to keep and in play oh some of those bad ones but we got some good ones like that's a thing you know like i'm just sorry it is um but yes the point is these were actual people who chose this life they choose their jobs they choose, like you know it's not like indentured servitude or anything i mean they didn't have many other choices if you weren't of certain type of blood because the caste system and hierarchy is still jacked but they really felt honored to have these jobs and it meant something for them. And so I see what you're saying when you're like her realizing it's more than just her mm -hmm. um, or what she wants. That opens up a whole new world of humanity for me when I think about her. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's my opinion on that. I definitely agree and like what you said there. Thank you. Though I can also say I feel like there's also a gap because in the first season, season one and two, they never thought about having a Queen Charlotte show. There's no book about Queen Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And so they had her acting the way she was acting because that's all they had. It wasn't until the world was like, we want more that mm -hmm. they then had to scramble to their notebooks and decide to write and figure out what's the story that can link all of this and make us feel for this person. And I, I think, think they did a really good job, mm -hmm. but there's still a chunk there missing that doesn't apply to why she's like in this kind of shock state when this has always been a thing that I, yeah, I, not, feel, I feel like. Oh, because uh, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I would, I would see it more like if, if it was a direct connect, I could see her being like she is now, like, oh, George, my love, come with me this way. You know, like taking charge of the room. I can see her you know, playing it off. She's got the power over these people. What do you see? You see nothing. So continue to see nothing and move on with like, I can see that. But the kind of, as I feel like one and two was never meant to be three. Three is trying oh, to make up for one and two, in my opinion. 
definitely not definitely yeah like i definitely don't think they had this in play but i think if they could the way i could if i was to write it i'd be like oh that's just her achilles heel her husband is her achilles heel achilles heel it does not make sense because it's not meant to make sense because that is the one thing that is hanging on by a thread that is the one thing that does not make sense in this equation because it is the one place that she is still wounded at and every time it comes up she's wounded so I, I would say that would be her Achilles heel. Yeah. So what is y'all? Th- Sorry, go ahead, Kima. She kind of did um act the same way with everyone else. Um, she well with his mom, she told his mom she wanted to wear her wedding dress, and her mom was like, "No." His mom was like, "No," but you see how she walked down the aisle. Mm. Um, she, she <laughs> always caught. She always did have a mind of her own, but like Lisa said, he has always been her soft spot. Like she'll soften for him. But everybody else, um, y'all gonna get what y'all gonna get. And maybe mm-hmm. that's where her only fear is still. Like whenever it comes up, like it's a reminder that it could be lost. It could be done. Mm-hmm. I suppose. What was y'all thoughts on um King George? The first the first couple episodes. Oh god, I want to wring his neck. Because you didn't understand. I'm like, why are you acting like this? Mm-hmm. Like this new bride, you ain't doing nothing with Well, then we're going to skip the out. intro of the man and go straight to their interactions. Because I'm really just asking you what you thought of him before that. My extra question is, so this could be all together, wrapped up in a bow, is what was your initial guess of what was wrong? Before we figured out what actually was wrong. What did you think was wrong? As well as what Well, are you talking about when we first saw his I'm talking children? about what you're talking about. How you were like mad at him? What was oh, yeah, your well, initial I, thoughts of what was the problem? So, what did you think about King George, just, and what was your initial thoughts about what what was his well, problem? When they first met, he was polite. He was yeah, he was polite enough. But like when he left her in that house by herself, I just thought maybe he was just a spoiled king that didn't understand or something. Like I did not, I cl- I did not understand why he was acting the way he was acting. Because mm. when they did interact, he was polite. He was nice. He acted as if he was interested in her he was just like oh hi okay i need you to leave oh no we're gonna separate but you're like scratching your head i'm scratching my head with queen charlie i'm like girl i don't know (laughs) and then when i did when i did see his trimmers and is it schizophrenia that's what i thought it was after Mm -hmm. all that but like after I saw that, I'm like, oh, I, I softened for him too. I, my heart was just breaking the whole, the whole rest of the way. The last like three episodes, I was just a mess. <laughs> so I felt like he was a good person, but I was sad for him. Mm. That's that's just how I felt. So similar, similar feelings. Like in the beginning, I was like okay this guy's a jerk yeah right not because you know not really knowing that he thought he wasn't good enough for her and then we find out all the things and I too kind of like with the hallucinations and you know I'm not a medical professional so I don't know I immediately thought schizophrenia myself um but yeah like it was 
It was just the fact that he thought like it was never her. It was always him. Like he just wasn't good enough for her. He could nothing that he did would he was the beast, as he called himself in this tale. And she was the beauty. But to to know that um in the beginning, like his first sight of her, because we always hear these tales, like they have short lifespans, like you gotta fall in love real quick, you know, like it was literally love at first sight <laughs> for him. Uh, when he saw her climbing over that yeah, wall. Yeah, right. So. That time period, it was like, you have to figure this out within the first week. If, mm-hmm. if you decide to take me out, you better be ready to court me or else we face ruin. Absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe they both were each other's Achilles heel. Like, for him... Oh, most definitely. Well, I think he was. she was his strength. Yeah. Definitely. Because it was like, whenever he was in her presence, he was able to kind of reel it reel it in so then it's like well what was the trigger is is it just the stress of life and then here is your peace i think you it was know his you position. found your peace that's the craziest thing him as king mm-hmm. that title was definitely his trigger every and time he, he was faced to do something royal or follow the royal rules or be put in the box of what royalty is supposed to do and what you're supposed to you know be in charge of people that's when he would crack every single time Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she did put forth an effort to make him feel like he was capable of doing anything. What you saying, but one, for that's an agreement. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying like, that, <laughs> even though he like was, you agree with Ari, I was ready for you to say something else. I'm like, I did, but like, even though, even though when he was around her, he felt at ease. She did put forth an effort to make him feel at ease. So because she put forth that effort, it worked out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was charming at first. Um, listen, I I gave her all the snaps, Charlotte, because all we saw was charming. Uh, you just I I just thought it was a the start of a beautiful love story, and I honestly didn't think he was going to get bad until later. I just thought we was going to see this beautiful love story until he became the George that we knew. I did not know until he did that little shake after being farmer. George coming in and his mother saying something about, you know, you're going to be married. She's on a boat. She's coming. And that little hand tremor. And even then, I still thought like, what what going on here? What's going on here? And I still thought they were going to hold off. I didn't think that was written for him early on. I honestly just thought he later became that. <laughs> um, so I was really surprised that it started so early. The quack of a doctor, that weird hmm room that they had and then the audacity to think that all these people could keep secrets always like what there's so many people a secret is a secret because not too many people know it but too many people know it at this time <laughs> I think you're gonna keep the point. every secret when you got literally 300 people living in the house with you Hello. Hello. And everybody that see you naked digging yourself out the dirt. Like, <laughs> like, waking up with their legs in the window like, oh, King George booty <laughs> out. That's why I can't wait till I get to the quarters to tell these people. <laughs> and all you're told to do is sh- shut up, stop. And what they do is that they actually shut up and stop. But They do. Oh. They, they, they're like, what's her name? Monique and Precious? Oh. <laughs> that way told me to shut up. And what you do? I shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Um, and also George got a killer smile that man is charmed mm-hmm. okay, I was mm-hmm. like girl I know why you did it I know why you done 15, it 15 um, of them 15 
15. Yes, and I still, even at the end of it, I was like, well, when did y'all have time to do it? Was <laughs> it conceived under the bed? When was it? Maybe. But, uh, All those lucid Venus, moments. Venus and Farmer George. All those lucid so, moments. So I think he was a good kid. Was it so lucid? <laughs> he was a good kid that just had, he had it rough. And it kind of gave us a glimpse of it's not just a silver spoon. It is a lot of responsibility. And I don't know when his, his daddy died, but he, he, I, dang, yeah, dang, that is a lot. And it just, it made me mad to watch this story too. Cause I'm just like, you guys are stupid. You're putting leeches. You're trying to do this over here. Have things. Yeah. Suck blood, do this. I'm like, medicine was crazy. It was brutal. Medicine, medicine was everybody crazy. was open for operation just to figure yeah. out what's going on. And he could have died. <laughs> he could have died. But um, yeah, charming. And then wow, that's all I got is wow. Yeah, yeah I did I, think. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I did think for a second that his jump might not have worked. Like maybe that's why he left her, cause he his. You know, that's what I was thinking because I'm like, so why? that's what they alluded why? to. Why would you yeah. die? It's bits, Brimsley. It's bits. Brims, brim, yeah, it's bits. <laughs> What's wrong with them? Everything all right down there. Uh, and I feel like how she stood up when she did that thing on the wedding night and she was like, I thought you were just George. That whole entire. Yeah, that broke me down home. a little bit. Broke me My down. Gosh. It broke you down, Ari? This little, I mean, I don't cry, but like, you know, that was just like, damn, this just got, this was just a big turn from George trying to save her from, you know, mm -hmm. climbing over that wall. Oh, you're going to make me cry seeing that sentence just makes me want to cry. I definitely thought, um, my first initial thought of King George is, ooh, y'all know how to cast them because Lord, these men be looking good. These mm, looking good. And she was, was like, so I ain't going sweet. over this wall no more. Okay, and she was he was so sweet and smooth, and I love their banter. It mm. was so intelligent. That's also something I feel like I love from these um yes, these books, these Bridgerton books, and like these stories, the banter of you know, these aren't weak um women, which you know, that time likes to portray women as these are some strong-minded women that these men end up going for. And it's and these are some vulnerable men that try to fight it so hard because again it's not what it's supposed to be that these men do, end up being and it's so good it's so good to see I thought <clears throat> sorry he was very handsome very smooth I was so confused I was waiting for the shoe to drop I'm not gonna lie I was mm -hmm. waiting for the shoe to drop because in every other tale and in every other storyline. Like, you know, they go through that kind of beginning phase of when are they going to fall in love and get married? And this one is so different because it's all arranged. And so they that's that's where it starts. Like, you never see a Bridgerton story where it starts at the wedding. <laughs> and so it was just like, okay, well, it can only go down from here. And I was just waiting for the shoe to drop. And when he shows up at his house and then, and then cracks and is like, obey me. <clears throat> it was just like... Mm -hmm. Did I miss something? I was with her. Did I do something wrong? And the fact that she even fought, like, I don't know what we're supposed to do, but we're supposed to do something on our wet night. <laughs> it's like, because it's true. Back then, they didn't talk about those things. They yeah. refused. And we've seen it in Bridgerton 1 and 2. So it was like, hey, even Queen Charlotte, all the books she done read, they, they kept all the, you know, <laughs> books from her. <laughs> like, she don't know nothing. And the way he reacted and pulled away was so 
I was so shocked. We all were so shocked. Like, dang, not even a wet night. You ain't even gonna dip out in the morning. You know, walk yeah, a shade. Like, you just going. You ain't even gonna dip in. You know, you ain't even gonna dip in. Um, <laughs> my guess was, is he mad that it was arranged? Did he already have a honey back in his other house? You know, did he has? Do he had a side honey that he ain't really break it off with yet? Um, what secrets are out here in these streets? I was just like, I didn't, and I knew he turned a certain way where his mind isn't right. But I didn't necessarily know it started so young. So mm. really threw me for a loop. Did not expect to walk into that wall. Mm. And I was so frustrated with her. With every episode, I think what was the first two, three episodes, we don't get his side. Mm -mm. Um, So we're just in her head and in her space. And we all about as frustrated as her, screaming with these changes. We can't go nowhere because it's honeymoon time, but I'm not also allowed to be on my honeymoon. What? I was so was glad just, when she got up and was like, "Oh my gosh!" We said we're going to his house. I'm like, "Ooh, finally, <laughs> goodness gracious!" Right, and I, and it showed she was she was very um strong willed, always to a point though. Like she'll she'll definitely initially be herself, and she'll come back at it, but she'll pull back, um because she doesn't really know how far she can go yet. So even when she stormed to the house, and he's like, "Go home," mm -hmm. she turned around and went home, and I was like, "Dang!" And she bowed. Dang left every time mm -hmm. that bowed a little bit because she yeah, like, bowed a little bit like fine king fine mm -hmm. king and it was just like oh, not my there, God. so not when we finally king get to, okay so when we finally get to this episode where he is twitching and stuff i'm like what's that what's happening oh my goodness all my theories out the window i didn't even think mad crazy this early but when he started yeah. twitching all I wanted to know was then, like, why? What got you here? Were you born this way? Mm. And I was thirsting for that episode where he started talking about um, how he grew up with that and cracked. But he started talking to he talked to the doctor. That's when he really broke it down. Like, screw you. I'm staying with Charlotte. Charlotte is my cure. I went through a lot. I know when I cracked. I know exactly the moment I cracked. Mm. But I don't need you no more. And... God, was it heartbreaking? I guess now, I guess my next question to you all is now that we've seen them together, we all went through the turmoil of like her life, his life, etc. When was, hmm, what's the question I want to say here? What was like, I don't know, like the first heartbreaking moment, like it was so frustrating because you got all this time, Charlotte's running after him and he's running away. I think that's heartbreak, like number one, right? And then you get to this point where he opens up with her, not telling her, I don't think he told her that he was crazy yet, but he opens up with her. He's trying to fix it on his own. And Finally, it's like, okay, he's going to trust her. He thinks she can be his cure without her knowing. He just felt like she's everything I've ever wanted and needed. Screw you, doc. Forget the meds. I'm throwing my meds out. Never a great sign. I'm just going to go live with Charlotte now. <laughs> and she don't got a clue. And then he has an episode when they have, well, they have the intercourse. They have the six. Mm -hmm. Should we start there? Should we start there? Their first connection of the six? Did anybody have thoughts about the first connection of the six? Or are we just going to talk about like, because my thing was, it was so crazy how he finally made it to her and he seemed like he got hit over his hesitations. And then as soon as he went crazy the next day, she ran and he was after her. 
And then he confirmed all his fears without her knowing. Oh God, it was just so heartbreaking. What is y'all thoughts about that? When you talk about that, are you talking about the conversation with his mom? Yes, because it was the day after. Yeah. After he went wild and she brought him back in and washed him. It yeah. seemed like, I don't know what's wrong with my husband. You servants won't tell me, but I'm here for him. And it seemed like she was down to like figure it out. But mm -hmm. she left him in the bed mm -hmm. and woke up and left mm -hmm. and went straight to the mom and started talking about how this you isn't fair for her. Did. And it was just like, damn, I would feel like him too if I heard that. Like, it's exactly what I thought. She don't want no crazy man either. She ain't yeah, it went this. way left after that. It went way left. Like, I didn't expect that from her. Like, I get it, because humanity, you don't know your man crazy. Then this is all thrown on you. Scary. Ah, she, she deserved scary. all that. But, she damn, did. I was like, damn, you just ran off. I was like, why the fuck you ain't but, tell me? But let's not forget the part where she Charlotte definitely said when he got back to the house, sharp knives were now dull knives. Windows were now closed. Things were like locked in and all this stuff. So yes, it is a combination of all these things and your ass didn't tell me. And then on top of my head, I don't know if Charlotte was thinking it. Is that why y'all came across the 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 sea and got Absolutely, a brown Absolutely, to try to find somebody who might not say much or who might be so grateful who that you accept it as a black woman into this exactly. world. Because exactly. I was wondering that too. Like y'all set it up yeah. for us to figure out why y'all choose this black girl. Mm-hmm. And this was the answer because y'all y'all needed somebody so not in the same class in yeah. terms of race, but also respectable enough and far That's enough. Bow down and do what you said. Right. Precisely. Would be now, grateful I, for the crown. Would be yeah, grateful was, for it. Not when which conversation happened first? Her with the mom or him with the mom when she said you wanted oh, me yeah. to wear that, that that's that's exactly what I meant. I'm sorry, that's exactly what I meant. Okay. It felt like every time they got together and got over a hump, something yeah. happened in which one of them was putting on a show or just reacting mm -hmm. to this thing that put them together, which was the mom. Mm -hmm. And then the other one heard it and pulled away almost mm -hmm. completely. So the first instance, you're so correct, Lisa, was when they finally had their wedding night and it was glorious and it was beautiful. That's why I want to know if y'all want to talk about the six, but it was beautiful and they had such a good time and she was beautiful with all her big, lovely hair and her gown. It was great. <clears throat> Apparently he, all his bits is working like Reynolds said. And then yeah. the day after, here comes mom, or at least next, not the day after necessarily. She's all happy and in love and mom's like, did you do the deed? And he's so pissed at her. He's like, I did everything. Damn, get out of my face. But she hears it as regret. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sorry, we skipped over all that. So that's when they really didn't like each other for the longest time. I'm sorry, I just super skipped. This is usually why I got my notes. Mm -hmm. What y'all think about that, that face off of we can't stand each other, but we highly sexual, <laughs> sexually oh, attracted to each other. Even days? Even days. Even days. Even days. What y'all think about the even days? It is an even day. It is. You're right. <laughs> in front of the servants, in front of everybody, it didn't matter. Oh, man, that servant <laughs> bit was some straight Sarah J. Bad stuff. If y'all know about it, read our books. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, when they don't even have the word to say, just get out. Get, get out. out. Y'all about to see the royal jewels. Get out. <laughs> oh, man. Wasn't it, was, it glorious? It was passionate. It. They thought it was hate, but it was just, it was displaced passion. 
They didn't yeah. have to do with it. They just knew that at the end of the day, despite yeah, all the they, have, they have a royal duty. Yeah. They didn't want to like each other, but they did. sex is you like each other after. They would just mm-hmm. do it and then hate each other again. It was mm-hmm. definitely misplaced passion. It's funny. I've experienced it. It is quite glorious being mm-hmm. mad and going at it. It's a great time. It's a great time. <laughs> that bathtub scene. What? Oh, wow. I thought no. it was. I've Pull always the buttons. You know you ain't got nothing under there. Just hop on, darling. <laughs> I thought in my when I was looking at that, I was like, I thought people said water was overrated, but they make it look nice. <laughs> they make it look nice. Number one, none of us got a tub that big, and if you do, bless mm. you. Mm. Okay, that's the first thing. All right, all these mm. little low fake cheap to- tubs we all got. <laughs> that sucker would overflow as soon as my leg went in with his. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that was quite nice. That was <laughs> you knew how to work around that hair. Go ahead, boy. Oh, he just dug his head right in there. Let me just dig my face oh, hey, right up in awesome. this crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time they got in a good place, they were yeah, because it was right after she said, "No more even days and odd days." Yeah. All day. Then, he was like, all day. All the way, right. And then that night, yes. he's he, he's triggered. He's out. Mama George. That was my sad moment. Well, my sad moment was when um when he fa- had his first episode in front of her. And like she talked him, she talked him back. Mm-hmm. That was that was my sad moment. Cause I'm like, they know they love each other, but they can not they can't be together like normal people. Mm. But they still love each other so much, and that just hurt her heart. <laughs> I felt for Reynolds. Reynolds mm. was dealing with the same thing that they were all dealing with: being in yes. love or having, you know, his. I'm in love with Brimsby, not being able to tell him because of his royal duty, and having to uphold that. And also, yeah. like, at this point, when you're serving someone, even though you can't call them your friend, they become your friend, your family. And yeah. him having to deal with all of this, trying to protect him and mm-hmm. his well-being and his royal, you know, image and stuff, but also being like, dude, I can't. I, he was in a hard place everywhere with his love, with with the queen, with it was a lot for him to harbor. So Reynolds' I, loyalty yeah. was probably yeah. the most annoying thing to me in this whole show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like with everybody's hard headedness in one way or the other, Reynolds stayed consistent to his hard headedness to the point where Brimsley, the person you're closest with that you open up to, <laughs> that you open up to, um, you would not even let him in. And I mean, Brimsley asked all the time. He's like, just give me a hint, wink twice, wink three times. Like Reynolds was the perfect um, <laughs> Queen's guard. And then those guards who be standing outside, everybody want to make faces to try to get mm-hmm. them to flinch. <clears throat> he was like, not moving he was so loyal mm-hmm. and it was his job but mm-hmm. you just wanted him to say something i'm giving up on you <laughs> like dang Reynolds, break but, but he was right even though as much as i don't want to admit it he was right he has in the scheme of things he has the higher job amongst the two it's yeah, the of king. course of course so at any point so it's the king and i feel like his treason would be brinsby over there wanting to gossip like girl i heard <laughs> that so 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 
and and Reynolds can't have that. Reynolds can't have that. Let that boy have a fit or say something one time for the one time. Let King George say one time for the one time. Reynolds, no. Reynolds will have to go. Yeah, I'm telling you, Reynolds is Reynolds. I loved Reynolds. He just frustrated me the whole time because he was the only one who would not crack but I think at all. I, but that showed so. his friendship. That's what I need. Oh, yeah, that showed. I, need, I, I wouldn't say your friendship between him and the king. I would say his loyalty to his king. Yes, adornment, like something. Like, like I said, the servants at that time, they really felt like, like those jobs weren't nothing to play with. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't as simple as like Butler to Batman. Like, I love him because I'm like his father figure. It was another level of this is high honor. Mm -hmm. And this is my job. And this is my purpose. It's also life. how they protected their families, too. Yeah. Like, it went down generations. You know what I mean? Like, it affected the whole family if you worked at the palace. Mm-hmm. 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 So, most definitely, that was something else. <laughs> Are we left to assume? Right-hand man. Let's talk about it, Ari. I hear where you're going. What about <laughs> y'all thoughts about Reynolds and Bramsley? Talk to me. What like, was your thoughts? Uh, like, are we left to assume that, like, because, you know, we saw Brinsley, like, dancing no. kind of by himself. Like, are we left to assume no. that Reynolds is, like, no longer here? No. Like, is that... Died. No, like, those are it's... one of the things that's, like, really missing for me. Because I'm like, where the hell is Reynolds? There's a couple like, of things incomplete for me, and that is definitely one of them. That's one of the incomplete things for me is, Rurge are going to leave us like that? Reynolds they, gotta be dead because he would have never gave up that post. Yeah. Yeah. And Lord knows he wouldn't do anything to risk it. So he's got to be on the upper room. He ain't went to glory. He went but to I glory. Brinsley had a really good life until that happened because my heart broke when we saw Brimsley dancing. And I was hoping that before we weren't paying attention, that he would show up when the king when King George ran in and had an episode and we see old ass Reynolds too. I'm like, ah, Reynolds. <laughs> Reynolds <laughs> and you are. And at first when they had their little their love scene at first, I was like, I want to see this. I want to see if they get their own because it happened at the same time that the king and the queen. So I'm like, we need to see what's going on over there. And then mm -hmm. I fell in love because they would just the little, the little like, hey, you wanna oh, you, they didn't oh, hide their love for each other. They wasn't beat for all that. Right, they would just brush a little finger on a little finger, a little glove finger like they, on a little glove finger. It'd be like, you ready? Yeah, you ready? I still think they had to hide it, though. I don't know. Yeah. Their jobs and the fact that... I think both. I think they had to hide it because of the implications of that time. People was okay. getting, you know, arrested um, 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 and those harsh therapy, psychotherapy, like the, the shocks and shit mm -hmm. and stuff. If you were um, homosexual as recent as World War Two times, oh, and that um, religion yeah, as ruled that kingdom. So, like, yeah. re religion played a, a huge role into how they operated their kingdom, how they mm -hmm. controlled essentially the people. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, sodomy was a no-no. Absolutely. <laughs> Like, that was not really, that wasn't a go at all, legally. And then yeah. also because of their post, and the only time they got to see each other is when they were both supposed to be working. Mm -hmm. That that but, by itself could be like, 
Tell them if anything hey. happens to the king and queen while y'all getting your rocks off, it's over for you. That's why I was like, y'all gonna take this moment. The first one I didn't. Really I know they taking risk out here. Yeah, the first the first one I'm like, she could have let go or let came out of that. Um, she could have been in there for twenty minutes. Yeah, or ten minutes or thirty minutes. You don't know. That was you don't shit. know. She could have walked. He could have been like, go home. She would have went right back. Like, er. <laughs> mm-hmm. what's that? What's that <laughs> gift with that little baby walking in the room? He's like, oh, and then back out. Uh, risque, risque, most definitely. I need to see Reynolds. That's the one. When I was done, I was like. Y'all well, where Reynolds at? Right. They better show me a life that they had or something. They have to show me something for that or explain it. Tell me what happened. Tell me, just tell me. Well, if you want to put in your bid, they need to explain my situation with King Queen Charlotte. And Magnus, I just realized you out here a whole background music. You promised me you'd be quiet, my love. I just realized, dang, I'm over here just going. I didn't even put it on mute. Sorry, everyone. Um. Yeah, so the whole Queen Charlotte, King George bit, all the stuff that I'm missing, I'm gonna put my bit oh, in yeah, for that too. Kids, all of that, yeah. Because when yeah. did the other ones happen? We just saw the first George. I don't care about them kids. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Also, I would like to next. say, I know they would have a rainbow coalition, but some of them, I'm like, now come on now, can can we have a little bit more color? Absolutely want- not. We're gonna be like, we're gonna be like Brandy and them. From Cinderella, ain't none of the races gonna make sense. No, if they were gonna do that, make them more racist, make them more racist of them because I, I just saw a lot of why he take people. You saw know. one mixed boy, and maybe he's mixed, and one, oh, no, and one, one mixed, mixed girl. girl. Yeah, right. everybody else was white, is all white can be. Oh, very much so. And I know jeans can be like that, but like, not like that, like that. Mm-mm. Uh, they just decided to say a oh, cast and call. We need 15 yeah. people who down. <laughs> One, two, three, four, you eight, got ten, curly wavy hair. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. So let's talk about the kiddos, y'all. Mm. Interesting B story, if you will, yeah. in this show is that the main thing is we're learning Queen Charlotte and George's um journey and history, but we're learning in the current times the only heir to the kingdom has passed from childbirth. Yeah. And so, so now out of all oh. them dang on kids, there's absolutely no heir. And yes, even though the crown would pass on, hopefully to one of their 15 children, it's very shaky if they don't have an heir to produce because then it will be passed on outside of that family line. So we get to meet Charlotte's kids. And y'all, listen, I feel like we should all say our favorite quote at the same time because it's got to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. After meeting her kids, especially her oldest son, standing over his daughter's <laughs> um burial the three sorrow. words the sorrow. three words one Prayers. two three sorrows sorrows sorrows, sorrows. Prayers. 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 <laughs> i want to use that in real life oh, i am no, I that'd be insensitive sorrows, unless it's funny it would be <laughs> i said it really counts on who how close i am to you because mm-hmm. i'm so tired uh i mean obviously it's sad <laughs> when anybody died but you know you be on facebook like condolences i really just want to drop a quick it's got to be accompanied by the grimace face so it don't even have to be death related like i'm gonna you're right it's gotta be anything it's it's just gonna be like just a bad situation i'm just sorrow 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 oh it was so good when i tell you how many times i cackled every time she said it but what made it funny to me is they showed her saying it as a as 
an adult, but then when she was younger, she said it too. Mm-hmm. Yes, way. but she actually like she meant it then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like now she's a sorrow, sorrow's press. When yes. she said, when he got real fresh, when she kept ha- breaking down, she was like, Sorrows! <laughs> like, boy, I ain't gonna say it again. <laughs> oh, oh. Epic. It was so good seeing Queen Charlotte be Queen Charlotte and be petty to her own kids. When mm. she walked in there and did that monologue, virgins to the left of me, whores oh. to the right. Oh, and 50 illegitimate kids. Goodness. Oh, Goodness gracious. Obviously, y'all got the goods. And here's Hello? The where they showed signs of empathy, of compassion, even like what uh, Brimsley said when, you know, that moment that she had and that, yes. you know, took upon herself to act Brimsley. Like, I'm a good mother. I I'm an amazing yes. mother. And the fact that they, she had said that they saw you live in both of these worlds, not being able to let go of one world. Mm. that made me like them a little bit because at first I was like these total ungrateful imbeciles <laughs> like, I wanted her to, I wanted them to go out and have some babies because she didn't have love marriage so why do you expect her to ask you to have love marriage now it could be could be you know explained by you know all the little marriages happening around them like oh they love each other or whatever so that's yeah. what I want but I think um, she wanted them to have the same mindset as her. This is a, and and not initially, not initially her her mindset, but it is your royal duty. I had to come up in this, and now you got to come up in this. I um, loved her, but I thought I felt it also insensitive. I was right there with oh, the yeah. kids. Uh, she wild, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. but I was having a good time though, so I didn't care. Yeah, she was mad insensitive. The woman just died. Oh, grandbaby just died, and she's talking about she had a double wedding. She had they had a double wedding, two for one. Two weddings. It wasn't even, and you know she's stepping out the box because it wasn't a grandiose event. She literally said, Okay, Susie one, Susie two, let's go. Let's go. We know with her daughter when she was like, Are you sure you're doing it correctly? I drew you pictures. Good night. Good night, madam. She said, I ain't gonna have none of my kids being as ignorant as I was. Absolutely not. Hello. And was it like when the daughter it was when they approached her that they said, you know how many babies I've lost? And she's like, you've lost babies. Yes. And obviously, yeah. probably. Yes. Probably. If they, you only got one, I'm sure plenty of babies probably been lost from the people who yeah. at least married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt, yeah, I, it was obvious she was being insensitive. And it was just like, but that is yet another piece that I was waiting for this moment to say that I felt was missing. I want to see that connection. It felt like I'm gonna have a full geek moment here. It's okay if you can't follow me. I'm not gonna be long. Um, Airbender, last Airbender. For anybody who's watched that show, it's one of the greatest cartoons ever. Okay. In the show, you get to see his progression as a kid and his family and his friends. They all love each other. They have a great time. Then you fast forward. They give you a season called Legends of Korra, and we get hints of the adult versions of the original Avatar children we loved. And these adult versions apparently are super flawed. And apparently Aang's children either didn't know him well or didn't like him, or he put a lot of pressure on them, especially the one who was the only airbender. And it sounded so unlike the child Aang we know. And yeah, it's just like everybody feels like we're missing that moment of from child to adult 
what the heck happened from you being this great person to apparently having kids with the love of your life after you saved the world and be a complete jerk off to him. Harry Potter is another one. You got Harry Potter who we love and adore. And then you got the cursed child. And apparently Harry kind of jacked as a dad to this kid. It's like, no, no, I'd rather not see the future if that's the case. I mean, it could be realistic, but I'd rather, yeah. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see I it. I think it's realistic and it has to do with the sins of your mother and your father mm. becoming her own generational curse. Mm. Because I think she kind of became the queen, King George's mother right before her eyes because we got to see her humanity too. She's had to yeah. protect the secret and she's had to be, she had to come off as, a, which she did well, a bitch because she protected the throne. Yeah. She protected her son. Like mm -hmm. it's the throne, but it's packaged up with her only son. Mm -hmm. So even though she she was who she was, she did it for a good reason. And that's what what Charlotte turned into. That's what Charlotte is doing. She's protecting her kingdom. She's like, we have to get this done. We have to get this done. And I feel like her hugging um the one son that you know sealed the deal. You saw that release come off her, just the same way we saw king george's mother look at her and say he's happy you bring him happiness and as much as she is a bitch she wants to see her son i mean that's secondary to uh successful that's secondary to um him being king and him ruling and nobody jeopardizing that but she does want to see him happy so i feel like she just became she just rolled right into that generational things and to we me we're going to become we we become a lot of the things i feel like she showed how it is to be like a typical ruler like she wasn't just a royal she was the queen mm -hmm. so most of the time in those days they had nannies um and then when she got married she was told look you only here just to give me some heirs mm -hmm. so uh gave it the program they they probably never told her what she needed to do afterwards to care for the children because I guess she didn't feel like that was her responsibility mm. so her but kids they, they never had anyone show them actual love but do you if think we bring it back to Lisa's theory it's like okay the more kids you have the more jobs for the people yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay Job. Oh, do you I think, think they got my... to see them in love, though? Because uh -huh. I'm still trying to figure out. Do you think that the children saw no. first? At some point, I thought maybe that's why they want love, or maybe it's outside influence, because I think they saw it. I forgot what it was that the son told her. He had told her something. I'll tell you. I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about, Kima. And I do think I saw them in love. Right. My favorite quote, probably from Outside of Sorrow, Sorrow's Prayers, out of this whole thing well it's so many good quotes but my favorite quote is on his wedding day when he went up to his mom and he's like i'm scared what if i do not love her and mm. that's part of the reason why i think they were so invested in love because they haven't seen a love like their mom and their dad i could even say mm. that their love is the greatest love because it came with so much mm. heartache headache not ease you know what i mean like how do you love someone when they don't even know who you are half the time so mm -hmm. I do feel like that was the greatest love and a lot of them wouldn't settle for less. And even though Brimsley even hinted at at one point with the daughters, they see you with, with your husband. Like yep. they don't want to leave you yep. with that 
always. Mm -hmm. And the way she responded to this dude was one of the best quotes ever and should be put out there for every love reality show and all that shit. It's so real. And it said, love is determination. Love is a choice one makes. You take someone in marriage and you choose to love them. The life of a royal is lonely. So you grab someone and you hang on. You love and you love hard because if you do not, you are lost. The best quote of that was at the wedding, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. asked her, like, what if I don't love her? And that yeah. was her response to him. And it was such a good, realistic, realistic thing yeah. that you don't even get to really see in Bridgerton 1 and 2. Yeah, they're doing the work and they want to love each other, but they don't really talk about that. You have to choose every day. Mm. It's work. You have mm -hmm. to really want this and work for it. It's not just, oh, I love them. They look so great. It's not some fantasy romance tale. Mm -hmm. And then you can see it because that wasn't her life. And at mm -hmm. that moment, he looks up and he sees his bride and they kind of have a moment. And it's wonderful. Although I would like to say I thought she was going to pick some brown brides, but, you know, that's neither here nor here. That's just mm -hmm. because I want to see a blacky, black, black, black kingdom. That's, you know, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Let you know what other one? Freaking stop me in, I swear to Bob, it is 12 midnight, I am watching the last few episodes, and when I heard this quote, mm. I literally cried and rewind and then sent a voice note, because the way that her and George, when she broke down and said, it's you and me, and she said this thing right here, after he told her her his fears and, and the worlds that he occupies, mm -hmm. wait a minute, <laughs> oh, we gotta hear it. Oh, wait. Okay, wait. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I will stand with you between the heavens and the earth. I will tell you where you are. Do you love me? She said, mm -hmm. I will stand between you in the heavens and the earth, and mm. I will tell you who you are. I said, Ah, oh, tears, tears, sorrow, sorrow. <laughs> tears. <laughs> Tears, tears, sorrow, sorrow, oh, sorrow. When that girl said that in the heat of the moment, uh, I will stand between you, the heavens and the earth, and I will tell you who I am. If that's not somebody choosing to do the work, choosing yes, to yes, do it, that listen, part. Listen, yeah. She had me. She had me there. I was like, you love him. <laughs> you love him. Like, how oh. so much? Uh, to put so much between that knowing it won't be right knowing he won't be able to figure it out knowing that he's telling you i don't i i can't there's two things going on and oh to stand me between that and fight the battle with him i was like girl, girl i cried yo I those those cried. observatory fights was the good ones when she was oh. sitting over there like fight with me fight for yeah. me yes yeah. queen yeah. quote <laughs> before we end though i wanted to ask y'all how y'all felt about lady danbury oh <gasps> yes no we're not gonna end before we talk about all the things all herman old ass yo 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 Oh my no. God! I'm so glad we died. I ain't never been no, glad. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about I'm it. So we, happy for her. we hear all the humpings. We hear all I'm the back. movements. We hear all the hump. Don't <laughs> no, he coming back now. We hear all the humpings. We hear all the movements. And oh then my God! I've had the cause so of it. 
Oh, and it is this man that they made look like the ugliest of black men. He looks half dead already. <laughs> Banging this maybe this lady head into the 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 head bar. I would have been the first one to die if I had to do that. Kill <laughs> me now. Oh, it was so scary. The first time I seen him, face, his face was with a stomach full of tequila, oh. and it was just a Mm-mm. Hell no! The artist like oh. his whole, everything was ashy. His eyeballs <laughs> was ashy. Oh my god! Okay, his eyeballs. <laughs> Damn! Yo. And the fact that what's her um, what's her uh, her you know her her girl, her hand. What's her name? Had that bad for her. No, that lady. It was like it started with a C. I feel like that lady. Yeah, that lady that this the, it started with a C, but she would have that bath hot and ready for. Her. I said that's a true, mm-hmm. that's a true surf hand. Cause damn, and they would ask like, what was it today? Or <laughs> what what got him riled up? I'm like, oh my gosh. And this the man had some story? energy in him. That like, thing rise to the occasion. Any occasion, every time except for uh, except till it took him out. Mm-hmm. I was so yeah. happy for her. Three, uh, three that is was. so freaking disgusting. Yeah, um, it's arranged. Three at three, okay, arranged. All right. Three arranged at three. I can only imagine mm-hmm. how he was like 33 or something like that, 40 something, 50 something. Hey, like, hey story- I want to marry her. Make sure yeah. you save her from yes. me. Disgusting. And all those things. And I think it was more, yeah, I think it's more of her family must have been of the highest, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so he wanted only the highest. Either way, it ain't good. Ain't nothing I can defend. Oh, this is an R. Sad. Kelly-ish right yeah. here. But the thing is, it's, it's all just gross. Yeah. But so they, she they were from it. Africa, right? Like yeah, Sierra Leone. Her family, yeah. Yeah. I can say um, that you really, f- I already love Lady Danbury, the older one too, just like I love Queen Charlotte. I yeah. felt like they wrapped her story up in a really nice bow. Yeah. I didn't feel incomplete with hers. It all made sense. We knew she was a woman who had, you know, somehow she had been a widow and then ended up keeping all the titles and all the things. We didn't know how, what, and this was like, you right, please die. Quick, sir. Yeah. Quick. I understood why she never wanted to get married again. But if I had to do with that, I would never I'd never do she nothing. She made me understand what you were saying, Kima. Her story made me understand what you were saying about um, as a mother because even oh. she was like you know my parents they didn't give me much attention even when she was real with her little son yeah I'm sorry you don't know me well you know nannies and stuff is the way it's yeah. just the way I we have you we don't necessarily take the time to get to know you which is kind of why the Bridgerton storyline is so extraordinary because that's not always the relationship um so that connection really had me like dang y'all really be out here just just focused on being royal and not being mommies. Yeah, because I feel like once they get married, your duty is to make an heir. Yeah, and they usually have servants ready to take care of those heirs. Yes. I was so, I was so, I was so surprised when she said she had four children. I was like, because you didn't even see them. It's just like the 15, because that's not the point, right? There's a whole thing of they're gone, they're out of here. They ain't no, you know yeah. what I mean? It's never meant for us to have that kind of relationship, which is so fascinating to me. Yeah. It is, I'm not going to have us go in this conversation with that, but that has always been yeah. so fascinating to me with period pieces and the and the situations in which these people 
have all these babies, but they have people raise them. And then they kind of just come back into their lives when they're super efficient, self-sufficient. And then they try to, you know, guide them and tell them their opinions. And they're basically just friends at this point. It's not a parent-child relationship, only by yeah. title. But they're friends. Like, you know you need to go marry. And I'm like, you don't even know my favorite color. <laughs> it's just like, you know what I mean? It's very fascinating to me. But that aside, loves me some Lady Danbury. What about her, uh, her son? Uh -huh. The birthday hat. The birthday hat. The Listen. birthday hat side piece. Listen here. I called it. I told my sister when she walked in, she was like, What you watching? I'm watching Queen Charlotte. I said, Damn, they gonna they gonna do something to watch me. Mm -hmm. Speak well, up, Lisa. Your sound bite be so low when I, I when see, I've edited it. I said, they gonna do something. That's right. They they say it loud. I seize it. I seize it. I seize it. I don't know if anybody else sees it, but I seize it. Yeah, like first of all her mama Violet for her to be so sweet and first of all when that sprung up I was like oh Violet mm -hmm. right 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 and the mm -hmm. fact that she had that daddy daughter relationship with her dad and mm -hmm. her mom was so like snooty tooty wanting to uphold all of this I was like mm, payback is a bitch mm -hmm. and don't it feel so good even if it's fictional to watch a white woke rich girl in a period piece say well actually they are they actually are even more royal than us because they make true. more money than us so isn't that uh -huh. according to your rules uh -huh. doesn't that make them even higher class into the day <laughs> he was yep. like mm -hmm. yep. come on tell her in the woke age of a period Read piece film and then at the party it was a weird it was a weird energy it was a weird connection it was weird a energy, weird sure. energy i was like sir stop looking at her like that that man got a plump <laughs> bum too <laughs> he do i'm not on the body you know how they always show bridget and they always show the legs and then the butt yeah. going in and out and then you know I was like, oh yeah this that man it's that same man and they showed his face it's that same man man got body but i respected the way that he ended it too yeah I like I respected like it was out of respect like I don't want you to look bad I can't be looking bad because I got this thing right here I don't like that that hoochie that I'm with I know I don't she, she ain't right. <laughs> it was arranged it was arranged it was arranged. <laughs> arranged but I I got to do right by you and I got to do right by Violet and I was like oh mm -hmm. and he was living and when in she started home, like, mm, that chocolate like, hoochie is just as good as I'd imagine that chocolate hoochie <laughs> right when she, she saw that right. Charlotte be like, aren't they good people? He'd be like, they good people. <laughs> <laughs> she was ready for that walk. Um, and when Violet started putting two together, first of all, when she yeah, was what y'all think to... about that? What did y'all think that the agreement, the unspoken agreement was? Because I was a little questioning about it. I accepted it, but what, what did y'all thought about? Because Violet figured it out. Yeah. She shows all these birthday hats. There's that energy again. Yeah that she has with Lady Danbury and Danbury even looks like she's she accepts she, well she looks like she knows that now she knows and it's like an acceptance or something what did yeah. you guys think about that moment or like that unspoken agreement or what have you where were y'all heads with that well it was a confirmation for both of them they they that look that they gave each other like I know that you know what I know we all know we're all the same page but I mean they also probably thought it would probably be uncomfortable for both of us to talk about. So uh, in order to maintain our friendship and, you know, just keep things cordial, we in agreement that we know what we know. <laughs> <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> 
I, I was wondering. Lady, I thought, yeah, sorry. I don't. I don't think Lady Danbury wanted to have to admit that she potentially could have broken up that home <laughs> because he was like ten toes in. Okay, he was hanging on by a toenail. Right, <laughs> he was like diving into that thing and he was like you know what yeah. I think this is it and I don't think that lady like you clearly there's an age gap there but you know after you get to a certain age like age gaps no longer matter but I don't think she wanted to admit that to Violet but she's um, so older I, than Violet so it was definitely yeah, like yeah. she's definitely closer to his age I think at that time yeah older definitely than queen and older than Violet so Lady Danbury queen and then Violet yeah, and I like friendship because of their ages too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she that's that's something she's gonna take to her grave with her. Like you can guess, um, she's not going to like the look kind of says, Oh shoot, you know. Okay, mm-hmm. but she's like, I'm not going to approve nor deny. <laughs> However, let's talk about the king's brother. Did I, I ever tell you fifth. about him? Right, that's <laughs> about the queen's the king's brother. I like their <laughs> dynamic. I like that they, um, I thought for sure Violet was going to say something. I was really trying to read her to see if she was upset or if she was just like, you know what I mean? But it seemed like she was okay. Like she had, she was shocked, but she was okay. And yeah. I love that their conversation about my garden is in bloom. Come on, new words every time you, you know, <laughs> going through some. And how she's like, I tended my garden often. <laughs> <laughs> It was now great. I'm like, who else? Who else? Okay. Who else on the list? I felt really okay. good for her. And I love that they had that conversation because it's true. They, you know, once you're older, once you're married already and widowed or whatever, you're like no longer used to society. So, and I think that's yeah. The blow. I think that's softened the blow. The fact that they were being open with each other and they even said it. Like, and that's why I said I like their friendship because they were actually sharing things and not just, oh, your grace will have, you know, this person over here. It is not just like, not just fluff, shallow stuff. Yes, it's like, I know where you are. I've been there. And I think that's why Violet even opened up to her because she thought that's where Lady Danbury was. Your husband died and, you know, you kept on going. What did you do? And she she got a lot more than she bargained for because she found out that, hey, Lady uh, uh, Lord Danbury, he wasn't it. He was he making a hat. He needed to die. But Hello? right on over him. Birthday hat. Did somebody friends, else in his bed? But your papa, though. <laughs> Word. Okay. You had yeah. to make that hat personally. No, you cannot help me with this hat. Do not touch I it. Only <laughs> my thing is to touch this hat, and my thing is to touch that woman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she she you always liked it. Lady Danbury even since she was younger. She yes. did. She really so did. She, she always did have respect for her, and you know yeah. her mother was. Uh, everybody could understand how. Her mother was mm-hmm. so like I mean, and it's good that they stayed that way. Yeah, she thought about it. While, yeah, she was probably like, I understand if you did. <laughs> yeah, as as good as she's that way, because we all know Lady Danbury wasn't a great mom. So if they ended up hooking up, she wouldn't have probably had nowhere near the relationship she got with it now. So, mm-hmm. so that was great. What did you guys think about Lady Danbury and Charlotte's lovely relationship? I loved it. Like, thank God for it. Right? Thank God her for it. They probably wouldn't have had no kids if it wasn't for her. Okay, and her pictures, mm-hmm. I love it. Give me a paper <laughs> and some chalk, some black color. She was out here sketching. She sketched mm-hmm. all those um 
very vivid, vivid image. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that Ashy man what? had her twisted up. Okay, okay. Had her, he really had, he had the thoughts. He was doing all the things. I bet you she handed that same drawings down to her daughter when she said, I I drew you pictures. I bet you it was those pictures. Mm -hmm. I bet you it was those pictures. She said, I'm going to keep this for every girl I have. (laughs) She is a great mother. I love that she was the the friend and that she, my love, my love. I'm glad that she was the friend. Who was so loyal? She was like Reynolds level loyal. Like I kept waiting for her to be the sneaky spy that they kind of try to make Lady Danbury out to be, but she was always really loyal, and also at the same time holding her own. And I love that she was the catalyst that kind of woke Charlotte up out of her slumber many a time. Yeah, we um, need you. Yes, like you know that spunky stuff you came with. Keep it, keep it. Don't lose it. Step up. Wake up. Go out here. You are the queen. And it was each of those times that Charlotte was like, all right, now nah, you're right, you're right. And that I think that last one in her room, when she when Charlotte tried to run away to her house, is when she went to go get her husband. How many of y'all was waiting for her, somebody to save that man, sitting there getting tortured like that? Yeah. Oh. So many times. And part of me was like, is that the reason why he's worse off? Because probably, hello, probably. Worse. Yes, hello? it was probably just that peaceful man was every once all in a round. day, every day. Okay. Triggered. And then when you do self-afflicted triggering too, it's like you can't trust yourself on nothing. He I probably was just a peaceful naked man every once in a while with a little mm-hmm. tick. And mm-hmm. now he became, he don't know where the heavens at. Seriously. Up, down, all around. Yeah. Leave him in Venus alone. Leave him in Venus alone. Let him figure it out. Mm. That doctor was evil. Evil is the word. And, and like, I legit thought he, I thought there was an alternative motive. I legit, yeah. with that whole conversation about Germany and then the conversation about a spy, but he basically was talking about his dog being stolen. So I thought that was a funny little button, but I was also like, I'm not cap- taking my eyes off of you because I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Um, <laughs> but um, it's just, oh, the, the, oh, the it was just so satisfying to see her run into that room and be like, yes, and take her man back. Get off of him. Oh, I just wish she said you could be beheaded. Mm. I wish she beheaded mm-hmm. him. I thought she was going to say something wild to him. like She said it to freaking the doctor who showed up at her doorstep at the beginning of the whole show. She said, how dare you interrupt a, a queen's beauty sleep? I'd have you beheaded if it <laughs> oh, was yeah. still alive. <laughs> she definitely did. <laughs> oh, man. But no, I love their relationship. I love the consistency of it. And now about... <laughs> Uh, Danbury and <laughs> um, if anybody wants to know, listeners, my son is playing with my face with his little hand and is making all the hostesses and myself quite giggle. Um, basically, uh, Lady Danbury and the princess, Dowager Princess, mm-hmm. which is um, George's mama. Which I oh, think I ain't gonna lie, that was the best. I love that quote too. When George's mama, also known as Caitlin Stark from the Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. when she straight up was like, uh, "Enough of this crying, stop." Pick it. your head up. We need to keep arguing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to keep arguing. Fight with me, George. Fight for me. She was like, <laughs> "Lady Danbury, I quite like this banter. I need to keep this going. Don't you start getting weak on me now. I had to hide my bruises. You hide yours too, and move on." Oh, that, that was, was deep. a blast for me. She pulled that flask out her shoe, stocking <laughs> or whatever. She pulled it from. She I said, "Listen, yeah, you go ahead. You take a like, sip of that right it. there. Pick your boots. <laughs> like, pick your pants up. 
Okay, pick them up. Pick your skirt up. Pick your skirt up and pull a flask out. <laughs> I love, I love when the characters reveal their wounds and the reason yeah. why mm. they're pardoned, why, why they are the way that they are. Yes, yes, that so part. I, I have, I have a grace for her because she had to be there. Yes. If you have your daddy and your and and your daddy's son, not your daddy, but your son, but your, your husband's daddy beating on you as well as your husband. Mm. And you still have to uphold your king, your son. Like that is a, it's a heavy burden to bear. That's a heavy burden to bear. That's yeah. one king. So imagine Queen Charlotte with all fifteen, right? Right. Yeah, she definitely protected the kingdom, though. Yes. Yes. Her, so ain't nothing wrong with him. He's uh -huh. perfect. Listen, she went hard for her baby. She did. She, she did. went hard for her son, and she let her know, like, if it was yours, you would do the same thing I'm doing. And I'm like, dang, dang. That's my baby. What other option? Well, ladies, I believe we talked a lot about everything so far. I will ask each of you, what was your favorite serious moment or like love moment? So everybody drop one. What was your favorite kind of love moment between all of them or a serious moment in the, in the, in the place? If you don't want to say a love moment. Um, for me, it was pretty much when she literally accepted him for being just George, like ticks and Venus and gardeners, farmers, whatever. She accepted him for who he was. And that I really loved because everyone else didn't know what to do with him. Mm. She knew exactly what to do with him. She's like, let him be. <laughs> if he needs Open to be crazy up. let him be yeah let him be mm. my favorite part was well not not really my favorite part but like the realization that they do love each other but like I said they can't have a normal love story but which was really sad for me because like you know you want to be together all the time you want to be with your love but there are certain stipulations which part are you talking about specifically? I mean, because he had a disability. Are you talking about in general? Yes, just in general. They have a great love for each other, but they can't have a normal loving relationship. Like publicly? Well, just in general. Like he, when he goes away in his mind, she, mm. he's lost. And so. Was there a they particular scene, love. though, that you liked? Um, Because that's the whole film. Well,. Sure. <laughs> well, just, I, I I enjoyed when he was in his right mind. They were able to love each other. Mm. You were able to see them together, loving each other, even when they seemed to hate each other. But they really didn't. Got you. What about you, Lise? My two parts are very specific. I will stand between the two parts. Listen, I will stand <laughs> between the heavens and the earth, and I will tell you who you are. If that ain't poetry, I don't know what is, okay? Listen, I will scream that to the listen here, okay? That is the most beautifulest thing I've ever heard. I'm going to rewatch it now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to rewatch all of them now, but go ahead, go ahead. And then under the bed, under the bed when they looked at each other and they saw young Charlotte and young George, and he said, he out of his own mouth, I'm glad you did not go over that wall. I say, he's still there. He's still there. He's and and that 
I think the beauty of that part is that he's always still there. He's always still just George in all of the commotion, all the confusion, all of everything that he's dealing with. He's still her George. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christo. <laughs> oh, you was all in your feels, girl. Oh, she wasn't the only one. I too was all up Ooh. in my feels. You know, the top half of this doggone podcast, we always be a crying. It's y'all bottom half. Y'all be out here like, oh. I, I was a uh, teared up. Oh, oh, I was a teared up. Mm. And that smile, we don't. What'd get you say, Kima? Say real G's don't cry. Get off this video podcast. <laughs> and we don't get to see her smile a lot, but that no, part no. was so sweet and so sincere. I'm about to cry thinking about it because when she turned over and saw Young George, hey, oh yeah, no, that I'm was about bad. to just watch that part just. That was great. That was great. I was gonna choose the under the bed scene, but uh, of course, your behind did it. Um, and we're gonna choose two. Definitely the scene with her son when she told him what love really is. Mm. And um, definitely, I loved all their love scenes. To be honest, when they was like really, really real with each other. Um. I don't know. I loved all their love scenes. I think I've mentioned all of them at this point. Definitely the fights. Observatory fights are the best fights. Keep having them. Keep having them. I want to track down whoever wrote those lines. Some of these lines, I'm like, who are they? What love do you have? Where are you drawing this from? I mean, you draw that kind of stuff from when you don't have the words, baby girl. That's when you draw it. <laughs> That's where you come up with. I wish somebody would say this exact thing to me. Hello, listen. All right, and now my last question to you all: Tell me the funniest quote or funniest moment you had in this. Sorrow, sorrow, friends. Sorrow, sorrow. Friends. <laughs> Is it really the only funniest? Part? Or just any little funny, little funny part? Oh, Doesn't have to oh. be the bestest. What's a little part that had you like? Um, after, um, Lady Danbury's husband died, and she had to leave out the room. And go tell her, um, I'll call her friend. Go tell her friend, it happened. It happened. <laughs> and then they have a whole conversation. She goes back in the room and she's like. <laughs> that was good. Lord Danbury's dead. That's a good one. What about the rest of you? I'm okay, serious. Sorrow's sorrow's prayers. Like that took me out. <laughs> Y'all think I'm joking? I am going to be using that. <laughs> sorrows, sorrows, prayers. <laughs> I loved when um, I loved the a little small scene when the Dowager Princess out here always having those meetings with the Parliament and all of them. And at one point, they asked her, um, well, what was his name or something like that? She said, I'm female. I don't know names. I don't remember names. And it was like, <laughs> it was just so funny to me because I know these women are so brilliant, but they'll they'll use the ignorance of the men around them when it's due, when it's necessary for them. Like, I don't feel like having that conversation with you. I'm female. They're like, you're correct. You don't know. You don't know. And it was just like, all, all their interactions were pretty funny. <laughs> like when he was like, have he done the deed? There's women present. I can't speak. Well, you know, I know what it is when you you know what we did to make Georgie. <laughs> just like, that was just great for me. What about you, Lise? Give us a funny part to end on. I hope that's not too much pressure. It is pressure. 
Oh, I also add when the Queen's sons tried to show up with thinking they had the freaking um little Joker talking about some. Mm-hmm. So we realized you not the Prince Regent, whatever. So you can't make us get married. Ha! And she was like, I'm so sorry I overstepped. Mm-hmm. Baby, be a good son and approve their marriages. Approved. Well, All right. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> Joker. <"Bow!" laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna have to agree with all y'all, but I would like to add one more love scene that really got me. You know me. what? When Brittany was dancing by himself, and she was depressing as hell. That shit was depressing as hell. No. When they well, when the flashback. Let's go back to the flashback when Brimsey and and Reynolds was dancing in the back in the background while everybody else was dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah no, it was I beautiful. Parts, I loved it all. Seriously. Oh, only if you oh, know the answer. If not, we'll just close this. What was your favorite Bridgerton rendition of a song? Because you know they always pick Ooh. many current songs and play it during the show. Was there anyone that stuck out to you? Beyonce. 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 Which Beyonce? The Halo? Yes. Halo. Me too. No. Mm-hmm. What? Everybody's talking about the Whitney one. Um. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I love you. That was good too. Yep. And then Instagram is going crazy with Alicia Keys' version of "If yeah. I Ain't Got You," but Halo was the one that stuck out to me. Halo was the one yeah. that made me. Tingle. Did they? Did they do another Beyonce one, like a fast one? No, they might have. They always do multiple in each one, but I've noticed in each Bridgerton, I have a specific jingle that I'm like, "Oh yeah." Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's mm-hmm. nice in 18, 1700s mm-hmm. version. They, they did do another Beyonce one. I don't remember what it was, though. I can't remember it, but it was a fast tempo one. And I was like, is that what I'm thinking? Mm-hmm. I mean, like Baby Boy, but it was like um, Crazy in Love, maybe? Or some, it was something. It was. It might have been, yeah. I might have been Crazy in Love or something, but we'll oh. figure it out. Deja vu. It was deja vu. Deja vu. Oh, deja vu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Woo, good stuff, ladies. Excellent, excellent stuff. I can't wait to. I just need a Bridgerton marathon. That might be what I do for Mother's Day. I just told them all I want as a gift is to just be left alone. I want my husband to be a <laughs> oh, single okay, father. Okay, because I'm like, can't let yeah. baby watch it. No, no, my husband going to be a single father for the day and don't okay. call me. And I'm going to eat in my room too. Mm. <laughs> I'm only going to come out like Smeagol from Lord of the Rings, literally <laughs> with my orders here. I'm going like, to do. <laughs> grab my food and get back in my room. If only it had a lot. But anyway. <laughs> So I think that might be what I do because I love me some Bridgerton. I haven't seen, you know, when you haven't seen something in a while, would have cried out. Anyway, thank you all so very much for listening to the Why You Were Scrolling podcast. We are part of the We Need to Talk Club channel. Remember to follow us, review us, support us on all your podcast listening platforms. We love you. We love Queen Charlotte. We love Bridgerton. We love Shonda Land. Keep serving us the goodness, madame, madame. And Lady um, Chanel, Lady mm. Terrain, Lady Shanae, um, I love you all. Thank you for being here. Sorry, I love you all. Thank you for being here with me today. Mm. I appreciate you all. We should have some tea and biscuits sometime at my estate. Uh, you know, la, 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 uh, Lord Danbury is dead, and so we shall go over to his home. Yeah. And <laughs> that should be lovely. It would be lovely. It would be <laughs> lovely without his stench or his ash leaving a trail Ooh. behind him. Oh, so remember you. all... Mm. 
<laughs> Keep on scrolling. Bye. Bye.